Rocking and rolling? Are we live? Let's get it. Football Friday presented by Superbook Sports. My first ever guest. I want to say a legend, a futures expert, dare I say? Is that is that fair, Zach? I prefer sports investor, sports but I'll investor. take I'll take futures expert. I'll take anything expert right now. So the reason I say that is this guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to sports betting. He is now the host of the Denver Sports Betting Show right here on Mile High Sports Radio 98.1 FM. And uh, did a little overlap, kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time to talk a little football, huh? I'm always in for talking football, especially wild card. So, okay, we're going to go over all the odds courtesy of our friends over at Superbook Sports. Super Wild Card Weekend is underway. We got two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and, of course, the big Monday night game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. So we'll kind of go game by game here with Zach, get you uh, some different analysis. I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing me for 18 weeks straight, so we'll get some different opinions in here, and uh, we'll get ready to rock and roll. But as always, guys, if you're looking for a new sports book to sign up with or add to your betting repertoire, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar all the way up to 500 bucks. Do yourself that favor, and away we go. You frequented the Superbook in Vegas quite often, haven't you? I frequented – frequent is an understatement. Okay. That was my home away from home. Yeah. Um, they got that Las Vegas Country Club out the window. Mm -hmm. I used to play golf all the time there. My favorite restaurants are there, the food court right in that super book with all those crazy screens. I love it. Yeah, when I was there, what was that, in November, you were texting me. like I just posted a picture of my meal, and he's like, you're at Sid's Cafe, aren't you? And I, was <laughs> I, I like, can tell by the, by the food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Zach knows his stuff, and, of course, Superbook is one of the best sports books out there, guys. So do yourself that favor. Get signed up with Superbook, and away we go. Okay, let's dive right on into it, though. You know your football. I love me some football as well. We've got some pretty competitive games on the slate, some line movement that's occurred over the course of the week. Let's go in chronological order in, in regards to time. Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals, looking at the odds right now on Superbook, plus 5.5 for the Raiders, minus 5.5 for the Bengals, playing in their first playoff game since 1990. What is your read on this one, Zach? You've also got a total of 49, which is held pretty firm throughout the week. Do you think the Bengals are a live team to maybe cover this big spread, or can you see the Raiders pulling off a, a cover as a dog? 1990, back in Icky Woods, would do the Icky Shuffle. I remember watching that as a kid, and now the Bengals are back. Check my bio. I'm from Ohio. However... I got to go with the Vegas Raiders, my home away from home, which I just told you. If you're going to give five and a half, and I know it started at six this week and it went down to four and a half yesterday when I was doing my show. We're back up to five and a half. So we see some back and forth with the betters. But um, in the NFL playoffs, if you give me more than a field goal and the Raiders are hot right now, uh, the Bengals are a little untested. I don't want to shortchange Joe Burrow. I just right. want him to prove it to me. I'm going to pay Joe Burrow to make me – believe in him in the playoffs so if I if he can beat me take my money this week but I like the Raiders five and a half right here yeah I, I that's kind of my lean here too and we'll dive into it a little bit later but remember these two teams played earlier in the season the Bengals won that game 32 to 12 but that was I believe a 13-6 game going into the fourth quarter so maybe the final score isn't as reflective of how competitive the game was in the first place but curious you know you mentioned you're an Ohio guy there's some intrigue with the Vegas Raiders as well what's kind of your just general expectations on Joe Burrow because I think if Joe Joe Burrow plays well and plays like he has down the stretch this season. The Bengals are going to be a live team, live team to win this game. I think Burrow was a question mark going into this year, how he would come back from his injury, and he has more than answered the questions. At this point, the questions I have with Joe Burrow is how does he take on the playoffs? Uh, right. We're going to find out. Again, when you're unproven, I'm going to bet against you. I'm going to pay to make you show me what you can do. And if he shows me what he can do, we're going to take another look at the next round matchup right. based on where they go. 
But yes, Joe Burrow has the opportunity. The sky is the limit for him. Um, one of the guys that I don't want to ever put a limit on right now. He's shown us he can really make things happen winning that division. And so I'm going to keep my eye on him, but I'm going to take my five and a half and uh, pay to make him show me what he can do. Good stuff. Last four games for Burrow, 75.9% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. And the one beautiful thing about the Bengals is they're going to be healthy. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, all ready to rock and roll. So that should be a good game. Uh, moving along here, the second game of the afternoon is going to be... The big one, the trilogy, the New England Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills here. We're seeing New England catching the four points, opened up four and a half on Superbook, sitting pretty firm at four now. Total of uh, 44 as well. I'll just be blunt. You think the evil empire's got another run in them, or you think the Bills are going to stomp them? Boy, you know, you can never count Bill Belichick out. I don't care if he's coaching a little league team. I'm going to take Bill Belichick against whoever he's playing against. But um, they do have a rookie quarterback, yes. and one of my golden rules is when the rookie quarterbacks in the NFL get into a big-game situation, you never know how they're going to react. Right. And so Mac Jones, great season, um, had a couple of tough games down the stretch. Now it's the, it's the playoffs. Um, the good thing I think he has going is he's faced this team two times already, so he right. has a feel for their defense. On the other hand, the Bills have a feel for him. Now, he didn't throw many passes in that Sweet. one game. So that maybe we're going to just scratch that one off and kind of look at the other game. But um, rookie quarterbacks on the road in the playoffs is very tough. Yeah. However, if you have an interdivision matchup like this one is, two arch rivals, um, I like to start with a field goal. And if it gets up over a field goal, I do like to take a couple extra points. So if I'm going to get four with New England, that's just over that field goal mark. Um, I might lean New England plus four. Doesn't mean I'm saying they're winning the game. I'm saying it could be a field goal game. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. And I, I it's just, are we going to see Nick Saban and Bill Belichick losing the same week? And I know that has nothing, one does has nothing to do with the other, but I'm sitting here like, we got the other goat now going up against a team in Buffalo that he knows very well historically has good numbers against the Bills as well. There's no denying the talent of Josh Allen, but I wonder if Bill Belichick has, you know, an ace up his sleeve here a little bit. Maybe he's got a game plan. Just one trend from that game. The underdog, 5-1-1 one, one against the spread in their last wow. seven head-to-head -head meetings. So uh, I, I put some stock into those trends when it's division opponents, being that they play two times a year. And again, 5-1-1, one, one, the record against the spread for the underdog in the last seven head-to-head -head meetings. Up next, the first game of Sunday, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philly getting eight and a half points on the road. I personally don't have strong opinion on this game I'm not I'll tell you this I'm not laying eight and a half points with Tampa they don't have Chris Godwin they don't have Antonio Brown right now so Gronk's going to be their main guy they've got Leonard Fournette as well to me if I'm going to bet this game because I'm not confident enough in Philly off the bat I know you got the jersey on this could be a prime spot to tease Tampa down to two and a half in my opinion okay so that would be the only move I make on Tampa is if you catch them in a teaser where you can get that eight and a half down lower because everyone likes them to win this game. They've got the man Brady. He all, he wins almost every game. He goes to the Super Bowl almost every single year. Um, but I do have the Fly Eagles Fly jersey on. The throwback, Ricky Waters. We're gonna show. Uh, okay, yeah, show it off. Right show it off. The Ricky Waters. My guys listening live. I got that. <laughs> I got that Ricky Waters on right now. Um, I am a Tom Brady guy. But eight and a half points in the playoffs. And I know you threw out that stat with the trends with the underdogs. You know, over the last bunch of years, I don't know exactly how many years, the underdogs have covered like 66% of the games uh, in the playoffs. I got it pulled up right here for you. Underdogs since 2017, wild card weekends especially, specifically, excuse me, 15 and 3 against the spread. Let me repeat. Whoa. That. Underdogs 15 and 3 against the spread in wild card weekends since the year 2017. Road underdogs 
14 and two against the spread the last 16 in wildcard weekend. That fits in right with my strategy, right yep. with my listeners. We're, we're, we got the Raiders. We got the Patriots at four and a half. We're going to go with the Eagles eight and a half. I'm going to take the dogs if it's over a field goal in these tight games. I don't blame you. And this game might not be that type of Philly's got that defense in that run game where if they do catch a lead, we still think Tampa can win if they get the ball last, but if they get that lead, they're going to run the ball well, and run the clock. And, and, and exactly, and I think of Tom Brady winning these types of games. Like I don't remember the last time except the Super Bowl last year that Tom Brady has blown out the competition in the playoffs. It seems like Brady's going to win by three, four points. Maybe not the best to cover spreads, but the best at winning games regardless of what a point spread is. That's what he does. That's what he does. So Okay, let's move along here. We've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. My opinion, the best game on the slate. The only two teams that did not play in the regular season that are playing this weekend. You got the Cowboys laying three and the 49ers at plus three, uh, according to the sports books here. What do you think, man? Because it feels like the public is on San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, can I take a pass? Am I allowed to? Because this game, with the home team getting that field goal and the road team, you know, get, get getting that three points, um, the home team giving those three points, that's like that's like right, like teeter totter on the seesaw either way. Oh, boy, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, if you have a gun to my head, I think I'm going to take the home team to win. Let's go! I think I'm going to take the home team to win. Nothing against the Niners in their game because they've been strong. But Dallas has really shown us um, from the first game of the year when they should have beaten the Buccaneers and Brady came back with a field goal at the end right. to win the game. Um, they've shown that they've been, they're here to play. The Niners had some bumps in the road. They got Garoppolo back. He's playing better. Um, but I'm going to roll with the with the Eagles on the money. I'm sorry, with the Cowboys on the money line. And if you're going to, you know, a field goal in the game, I'll, I'll go with that field goal. If we win by three, I'll take a push. Otherwise, right. I'll take that money line. We're seeing a total of 51 as well. And I think that I like this game to go under. That's kind of my lean as well. I think both teams want to run the ball. And uh, the under, let's see here, where did that trend go? Uh, under 8-3 and three in the Cowboys' last 11 games played this right. season as well. We always know that there's questions with their offense. That's an interesting game between uh, a surging 49ers team and a Cowboys team that's been kind of trying to refine their identity here late. So uh, good stuff. I like that you're on the Cowboys, though, because if you're on the Cowboys, that gives me more confidence that my own team. So we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, all right, two more games here. Rapid fire. I don't have any thoughts on Chiefs-Steelers. You're mm -hmm. looking at 12.5 points. I will say this, though. If there's any coach that I like to take double-digit points with, it's going to be Mike Tomlin. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, the Steelers and that defense, you know, that defense with the defensive player of the year, if you're going you're gonna to give them 12 and a half points, I mean, one play, they can turn your touchdown into a touchdown for them. Right. That's 14 points right there. So, um, you know, KC, they've got that high-powered offense. They could go up 7 nothing and make everyone scared, and you still have 5 and a half points to play with. Right. So in the playoffs, 12 and a half points is a lot of points. Again, I'm going to side with the dog. I'm going to side with Big Ben in his last game maybe ever. Okay. Even if he goes down, he could still cover the points and give us a win. And guess what? Maybe, oh, that money line is so juicy. I know, For God. the odds, I might put a little fun money on the money line. But I think we know who the better team in this. It's the KC Chiefs. They've got it all. They've been to the Super Bowl the last two years. That's all they have on their mind right now. If you're feeling risky, plus 525 oh. is the price you can get on the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line. So that should be playoffs, maybe, five to one. Yeah, maybe the last time we see Big Ben, maybe a little magic's in the air. Who knows? So right. we'll see how that shakes out. Okay, last game, the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams, one of the more competitive matchups on the slate here. The Rams, the home team, with a minimal home field advantage, I will add, laying four points against the Arizona Cardinals, who couldn't beat the Seattle Seahawks last week. It's tough for me to get a read on this one because Matthew Stafford hasn't, hasn't been playing all that well. Remember, the 49ers beat the Rams in the last week of the regular season. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, so, I mean, we got another divisional game. This division went down to that final, actually, the final quarter. Um, and uh, these teams know each other well. The Rams, 
The, the Cardinals started out hot, hot, hot. They started out this season looking like maybe they were going to be the favorites in the NFL out of nowhere. They slowed down a little bit, but they still have that quarterback, Kyler Murray. Mm. Uh, man, that spread is just over my liking, though. Uh, at three, yeah. you know, maybe I take the Rams. At four, I worry about those field goal wins in these divisional games that are close. I'm going to take... I'm going to take the dogs. I'm going to okay. take Arizona with some points. And, again, I don't know who's going to win this game. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Rams. They're one of my Super Bowl futures teams. Me too. But um, with the four points, I'm just going to go safely with the road team and maybe take a loss by a field goal, cash my ticket, see what happens next round. No, I think that's a good way to take a look at this game. We'll dive into that a little bit later on here in the program. But just two trends to leave you with here. McVay, 8-1-1 against the spread in his career against Arizona division matchup. That's relevant to me. But to me, this game comes down to Matt Stafford. And we know the narrative about Matt Stafford against winning, winning teams the whole nine. Here it is. 32-53-2 against the spread. Matthew Stafford for his career against teams with winning records. And uh, we'll have to see how that shakes out. The weight of the world's going to be on Stafford's shoulders. I think if he plays well, the Rams win this game. You know, this is his time to shine. This is why they brought him to L.A. This is, this is what it's all about. It's now or never for Stafford. We're going to see if he can win. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good stuff. He is Zach Price. You are now the host of the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show. You want to tell the listeners where they can find that? Denver Sports Betting Radio Show. You can follow me at Zachonomics on Twitter. From there, I punch out all the streams. But, yeah, at Betting Denver on, on uh, Twitter, on the Instagram, is Denver Sports Betting. Just t- type it in. You'll find us. So good stuff. He's on every day from 3 to 4, Monday through Friday. He does a really good job for us here at Mile High Sports Radio and a very sharp sports better as well. So, Zach, thank you for a few minutes of your you time. You got it, Neil. Always good Friday. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's try to make some money this weekend. Let's do huh? it. All right. Good stuff. Let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll uh, go over some of these games a little bit more in depth right here on the Football Friday Show presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Back in a few. Yeah, really good. Hopefully we can fit it in.
All right, welcome back. Football Friday presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. Guys, if you're looking for a place to watch or bet your sports in person, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. And, and look, there's a zillion different sports books out there. There's a zillion different sign-up opportunities for the new player. To me, the the deposit match that Superbook's going to offer you up to 500 is the best promotion out there. No risk-free bets, no you know crazy stuff that you got to deal with just to get your money. To put it simply, if you deposit $500 in your Superbook account, they're going to give you an additional $500 to bet with. It's an absolutely fantastic way to build up your bankroll. If you don't want to deposit $500, that's okay. You could deposit $100. They'll match that $100, make it $200. $250 becomes $500, and so on and so forth. A 100% deposit match all the way up to $500, courtesy of our friends over at Superbook Sports. But uh, one last thanks to my friend Zach Price. He's the host of the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on Mile High Sports Radio. And uh, away we go. Hopped in with me for the first segment. Really good thoughts from Zach. And uh, now we'll go ahead and kind of, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit further, dive deep into some of these games and try to give you some analysis, some trends, some data that you can go ahead and take with yourself to the uh, betting window. So speaking of a betting window, if you want to go up to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, our friends at Superbook have expanded for the first time out of Nevada from a retail perspective. The Superbook at the Lodge Casino is an incredible place to watch and bet all of your NFL football. But okay, I want to hone in on Raiders Bengals first and I got a lot of thoughts about this one and if you've read my primers if you've listened to the football Friday show before you know that I'm still waiting for the bottom to fall out on the Bengals a little bit and, and that's not because of Joe Burrow I think it's more about my opinion of Zach Taylor and they've got a pretty good matchup this week against the Las Vegas Raiders you know a team that not many people expected to be in this position uh, but they you know they play tough football down the stretch here the Raiders won four of their last five games you know got themselves in this position to be here and away we go so uh, I, I can't look at it from that perspective. They're playing hard. And I've said this in the primers on my radio show, the whole nine. I can't believe with the amount of adversity the Raiders have faced this year that they're standing in this position playing in a playoff game. I mean, you lose your head coach in the middle of the year. You lose your first round wide, wide receiver uh, in the middle of the year as well. And and here you are, you know, playing good football down the stretch. And uh, you've got yourself in the, in the big dance here now. So. Uh, the one thing that I do want to point out is what are the schedule makers doing given the Raiders the first game of the playoffs, knowing they played on the short week Sunday night? I, I mean, that just kind of seems a little cruel, but such is life. Uh, but you got the Bengals here laying five and a half points at home. Like we said with Zach, this is their first playoff game since 1991. And uh, it has been quite some time. So I do expect there to be quite a bit of home field advantage for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, just for, you know, talking points, the home field advantage in the NFL this season is usually valued at about one to one and a half points. So the, the days of uh, home field advantage being worth three points, I, you can throw that out the window for the most part. I think there's some stadiums that, that affects more than others. And I do expect the Bengals fans to come out and be proud just knowing that they haven't played in the playoffs in quite some time. So, so we'll see how this shakes out. But Looking here, we saw the Bengals opened up minus six and a half. It dropped down to five and a half, indicating some respected money coming in on the Raiders here at the jump. Uh, the total still hovering right around 49, so not too much movement on the total. Uh, just some kind of quick hitting trends here. Obviously, we're going way back. The Bengals, they haven't been in the playoffs since the 90s, but they haven't had much success even going back to the 90s. 6 and one in their last seven games against the spread for the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, we're going way back, but this is a franchise that has not had you know a tremendous amount of success historically uh, in the playoffs. The Bengals this season as well, really good performance, win the AFC North, but they were just 6-5 and five this season against non-playoff teams, and they had multiple wins by a field goal against some subpar teams, wins by a field goal or, or right around a field goal against the Giants, Jags, Jets, and Bears, so not exactly the cream of the crop. Uh, so we, we, you know, the Bengals find themselves in some tight games, but at the end of the day, this is 
unequivocally coming down to the arm and the tenacity of Joe Burrow. He is the life and soul of this team, and Joe Burrow is a good enough quarterback that he can single-handedly, not single-handedly, but he's that big of an X-factor that he can make up for some of your deficiencies, whether that be on the coaching staff, other parts of the offense, or the defense. Uh, Joe Burrow, in his last four regular season games, had a completion percentage of 75.9, 11 touchdowns to pair with no interceptions. He's playing stellar football. And the other aspect of the Bengals that's enticing is they're pretty healthy, all things considered. I mean, all their top offensive players, uh, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, uh, you got Jamar Chase as well. All of them are going to be healthy, ready to rock and roll for this game. So that's a plus for the Bengals. Now, on the flip side here, the Raiders have historically struggled against Cincinnati, 0-5 their last five versus the Bengals. Uh, but, you know, they did play earlier this year. And one talking point is, oh, you know, the, the, the Raiders absolutely blew the game against the Bengals, right? The Bengals beat down on them. I think the final score is like 32-16. to 16, or I don't remember what the final score was. Uh, but what I do remember, oh, 32-12, to 12, that's the final score of the first game. 13-6, to 6, that was the score entering the fourth quarter in that game between the Bengals and the Raiders. So it was close for three quarters. Some turnovers from Derek Carr, I believe they failed to convert on a fourth down as well, set up the Bengals with some good opportunities for some strong field position, and they cashed in. But I, I'm not putting a, a massive amount of stock into the Bengals beating the Raiders 32-12 to 12 the first time. I think the Raiders are a different team now. They've learned a little bit more about themselves, and they've got some momentum having won four of their last five, let alone that game against the Chargers that sent them to the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's a tough game, but my initial thought here is it's a little it, it's just too many points for the Cincinnati Bengals and, and we'll see how it shakes out but they're laying five and a half points like I said Joe Burrow is that x factor is that difference maker that can kind of wipe all the bad stuff away for the Bengals but for a team that we've never seen in this playoff position in the modern era it just seems like a couple too many points right I mean if you had Cincinnati minus three minus three and a half I think there's you know a, a stronger way to consider this but I do want to leave you guys with this Nate Lundy, who's the owner here at Mile High Sports, brought up a good point to me. If you want to bet the Bengals against the spread, you might as well play them at six and a half because, you know, six, I mean, that's the key number in the NFL. I mean, five, what's the, the difference between a team winning by five, covering a five and a half point spread and a six and a half spread? I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I can't imagine it's, it's all that crazy, right? So I do think if you want to play the Bengals, maybe buy them up to six and a half. You'll get yourself a plus number as well. Get rid of the juice. Uh, that could be an opportunity to play it, but I, I'm not going to lie. I think I'm leaning towards the Raiders here a little bit. I kind of want to take the points, and it comes down to me. I don't know how much I trust Joe or uh, how much I trust the Bengals in this situation. I, I, I think we know what we've got in Joe Burrow. I think he's an excellent quarterback, but how is he going to perform in the playoffs? He seems like a big game type of guy, but getting over a field goal is what kind of makes me pump the brakes here a little bit, just a little bit on the Cincinnati Bengals. So I, I do want to consider take a lean towards the Las Vegas Raiders here. I do know there's some pretty respected sharp money coming in on the Raiders as well. But again, Joe Burrow is that type of quarterback that if he gets going and plays the way in which we know he can, this spread might not even be in consideration anymore. I do want to say, though, you know, talking about not putting too much stock into that last game for the Bengals that they played against the Raiders, in that game, Burrow only threw for 148 yards and was sacked three times. And that's where stylistically I think this game gets a little interesting for the Raiders because – Joe Burrow and the Bengals do well when they're trying to blitz Burrow and he has one-on-one -on -one man, man coverage opportunities, right? The Raiders play, I want to say, almost exclusively a, a zone defense with three deeps. So assuming they can get pressure up front with Max Crosby, four-man pass rush, maybe that's the, you know, the, the, the path to success here for the Raiders is to shut down the passing game from Joe Burrow, playing zone, getting pass rush with your four, uh, with your four pass rushers, and away we go. So I, I think both of these teams, you know, they got a lot to play for. I expect the Bengals to be a little tighter than the Raiders, though. The Bengals know that there's some pressure on them. The Raiders are kind of just happy to be here. So maybe they play a little bit looser, and that can also have an effect on the 
big games. So I'm leading towards the Raiders here. I think Darren Waller's due for a big game as well. I know he's on the injury report, but he should be able to play. I, I just think it's too many points for a Cincinnati Bengals team that, again, is led by Zach Taylor. We, it's just too many for me over the field goal. I know it's a home game, but the Raiders have been playing tough, tough football as of late. And I think the fact that you can get them over a field goal plus five and a half points on Superbook Sports, to me, that's an enticing option. So I'll look at the Raiders in that game. Uh, okay, next game up, we got the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. New England getting four points on Superbook Sports. We've also got a total of 44. It's expected to be absolutely freezing in Buffalo. I don't think there's going to be any snow on the ground, but uh, I think it's going to be like one degree, like literally one degree. And I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of wind implication. Regardless, uh, this is a game that if you're going to, you're probably going to be loading up on beer. If you're playing in it, you're probably going to be a little frustrated because it's so cold. Uh, but here we go. You know, the Patriots are, you know, both of these teams, the, the cold is no stranger to them, right? I mean, playing in Buffalo, they're used to this. The Patriots playing in New England, they're used to this. And, and I think this is going to be, you know, similar thought process here with Patriots Bills as I do with Raiders Bengals. I mean, I, are, are the Bills the more, I don't even want to say the better team, but there's this aura around the Bills, right? Oh, Josh Allen, McDermott, they got this really cool explosive offense, right? And I think, you know, if, if we get the iteration of the Bills that the public has fallen in love with, they can absolutely win this game. But we're talking about the evil empire here. We're talking about Bill Belichick. <laughs> and look, I, I, I am dumbfounded if Bill, Be Bill Belichick has been licking his chops for this game for weeks. This is the trilogy. Obviously, the Patriots win the first game in Buffalo, and the Bills come to New England and win that game. The underdog in the last seven head-to-head -head meetings between these two, 5-1-1 one, one against the spread. So that favors the Patriots. And New England as well, 15-3 and three against the spread in their last 18 meetings in Buffalo. So, you know, I, I think, and even on top of that, the road team, 19-6-2 in the last 27 meetings between these two teams. So, Look, I know a lot of people are worried about Mac Jones, but with the frigid conditions, this is going to put an emphasis on the running game for both teams. And Buffalo's pass defense is a whole lot better than their rush defense. So I think already looking at that, not trying to put the weight of the world on Mac Jones' shoulders, I expect New England to come out and run the ball and try to not take advantage of a... The Bills' rush defense is weak by is not weak by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just not as good as their passing defense. So, and obviously, running the ball is how the Patriots managed to win the first matchup. So, I think stylistically, it's an interesting it's an interesting game here. And and look, I think Buffalo's good, but I, I'm not in this honeymoon phase with the Buffalo Bills anymore. I bet them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That worked out all right. And uh, you know, I did bet the Patriots in their last game against Buffalo. But here we go with with all the marbles on the line, with their playoff livelihood on the line. The fact that I can get Bill Belichick over a field goal is extremely enticing to me. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this one shakes out. The under 4-1 and one in the last five meetings in Buffalo between these two teams. But I do think when you look at the weather, and I just expect Bill Belichick to have some sort of defensive scheme to stop the ever-mighty Buffalo Bills offense. I think he's going to try to figure out a way to make Josh Allen uncomfortable and, and work with Josh McDaniels to put together a pretty straightforward game plan that, uh, you know, Mac Jones is going to be able to execute and, and execute efficiently. So, you know, I just think much like the... Uh much like the Cincinnati Bengals game, I think it's a it's a few too many points or at least one point too many in this instance for the Buffalo Bills. And just to rehash a trend that we gave out in the last segment with Zach as well, underdogs, 15-3 and three against the spread on wildcard weekend since 2017, and road dogs, 14-2 and two against the spread the last 16 games in that span as well. So if you want to play the trends, Raiders, Patriots, I mean the home or the dogs for the most part, in all these, these instances are going to be supported by the trends. So it, it, for me... 
it always comes down to having to have a strong case to bet against greatness. And I just think that there's this is a it's a coin flip game. And the fact that we're getting over three points with the New England is certainly enticing. Opened up four and a half, down to four, so a half point of movement. Nothing crazy. I'm going to look towards the New England Patriots in this matchup against the Buffalo Bills. So I like the two dogs against the spread for tomorrow's Saturday wildcard games. Let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll go over the other three games here quickly and uh, get you guys on your way for Super Wildcard Weekend. I'm Anilo Piro. This is the Football Friday Show presented by our friends at Superbook Sports. We'll hit a break, be back in just a few minutes, and try to make you guys some money this weekend.
All right, welcome back. Final segment, Football Friday show right here on My Life Sports. Let's get ready to rock and roll here. Gone over a couple of the games on Saturday. Uh, let me just rehash some thoughts on the big spreads because I don't have many thoughts on them. I like teasing Tampa Bay down from 8.5 to 2.5, and, and I also kind of want to take a fl- – for me, it's Steelers or pass in that Chiefs game. And it's really – it's Big Ben's last stand. If there's ever a head coach that I like to bet as a dog, it's going to be Mike Tomlin. So uh, those are just kind of my opinions on those two games. I'm just not too thrilled of the spreads and the totals for those games uh, for this Super Wild Card weekend. But we've still got a couple of heavy games to get to. And uh, let me update the poll. I put out a, to- uh, a poll question, excuse me, on the Mile High Sports Twitter feed asking you guys which game is the most intriguing to you. Last I checked, the Cowboys 49ers game was by far the leader of the pack, and I'm assuming that's going to still be the case here. I've also gone ahead and uh, chatted with the people over at Superbook Sports, and they've given me some information uh, regarding where the public is at on all these games, so we'll go over that here as well. But uh, the four options we gave out for the poll question, Raiders, Bengals, Pats, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Cards, Rams. The question was, which NFL matchup is most intriguing to you? The 49ers and the Cowboys right now leading the way with 42.1% of the votes. So uh, we'll see if that keeps up and away we go. But let's uh, let's dive back into these games. And just to rehash the ones that we talked about as well, let's go over where the public's at on these. Uh, this is all information coming directly from the Superbook Sportsbook in Las Vegas. This one's confusing me. 84% of the money is on the Raiders. Only 16% of the money is on the Bengals. But 60% of the tickets are on the Raiders, 40% on the Bengals. So clearly people not thrilled with the idea of back in Cincinnati here. Uh, the Patriots, 39% of the dollars on the Patriots, 61% on Buffalo. The tickets, though, just about even 55% on Buffalo, 45% on New England. Uh, for Philly and Tampa, you want to talk about a landslide. The total dollars, 94% on Tampa, 6% on Philly. of the total tickets on Tampa Bay and 25% on Philadelphia. Now this brings us to the Dallas Cowboys, who are the favorite, but don't feel like the favorite. And it feels like if the Cowboys win this game, it would almost feel like an upset. You got Dallas laying three on Superbook right now, uh, going up against a 49ers team that is coming into this game red hot. But the total dollars, 57% on the San Francisco 49ers, 43% on the Cowboys, and the tickets, 58% on San Francisco, 42% for Dallas. That's pretty surprising to me, knowing that the Cowboys are America's team. They're so publicly beloved, but I don't know. I know Danny can't talk right now, but I'm sh- I know he's probably heard it. I've heard it. Everyone we've talked about with in the studio seems like there's a lot of public interest on the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people picking the San Francisco 49ers as their sleeper team. But if you've been watching the show, if you've been reading the primers, you know my nickname for the 49ers, and that is the Fraudy Niners. And this is going to be an interesting game that I think has a lot on the line for the Dallas Cowboys. If Dallas loses this game, you can very well see Mike McCarthy get the can, I think. I really do. They've got to win this game. And the fact that the public is on San Francisco makes me feel some type of way, makes me feel a little bit better about wanting to potentially back Dallas. And let me also preface, I'm a Cowboys fan, which is why I'm talking this way. So there is a little bit of bias in this. But I expected the public to come on heavy with the 49ers. I was betting San Francisco big late in the year. They did a good job, bet them against the Rams. Uh, I did bet the Titans when they played San Francisco, though, and that's a game that has not left my mind. But uh, going over some of the trends here as well, you usually want to back, back uh, Kyle Shanahan as an underdog. He has pretty good numbers in that department. The 49ers are 9-4 uh, and four against the spread in their last 13 games as a road dog. So, you know, that, that, that spans all of Kyle Shanahan's tenure for the most part. Uh, and, you know, another trend here is, is, is the weight of the world is going to be on Dak Prescott's shoulders. He's played in three playoff games, Dak has. The Cowboys are 0-3 against the spread in all of those games. Additionally, the under 8-3 and in the Cowboys' last 11 games played. So where does this come down? 
I did power rankings on my show of all the playoff teams, I want to say, on Tuesday. I had the Cowboys at 7. I had the 49ers at 8. And, and look, if the Cowboys could have taken care of business like we thought they could have against Arizona, they would have been in a much better position. They probably would have been, you know, playing, you know, one of these other teams, probably the Cardinals or the Rams, whatever, however it might have shaken out. This is a tough matchup for Dallas just because San Francisco has some momentum. They've got George Kittle healthy. Debo Samuel's healthy. They've got Brandon Ayuk. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's been playing well. But I think you put both of these teams on paper. If Dallas plays the way that we know Dallas can, like they were early in the year, they can win. They, they not only win this game, they're going to cover this spread. I really do believe that. It's a big if, though. Really, since coming back from the injury, we haven't seen Dak Prescott look all that comfortable here, which makes me a little concerned. But he, you know, I actually saw a little soundbite, a little quote from Dak. You know, he says, why is pressure always a bad thing? I think pressure, you know, breeds high expectations and high expectations breeds high results. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's getting paid, you know, 40 plus million dollars a year now. The contract situation was in the news for two and a half years. He's got to earn his paycheck. And I'm very interested to see how Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy come out in this game against a hot San Francisco 49ers team, but a team that Dallas should beat when it's all said and done. And like I said, the public backing San Francisco right now, which is a little interesting to me, but where this game is going to be won or lost for the Dallas Cowboys is in the trenches. Because if Dallas can get pressure with their front four, not have to blitz, and I believe under Dan Quinn, Dallas was one of the least blitzing teams in the NFL. So you're looking at Micah Parsons, you're looking at DeMarcus Lawrence, you're looking at Randy Gregory. It's going to be on them because if they can put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo will turn the ball over. And what are the Cowboys great at doing? Snagging interceptions. So you've got to keep an eye out on that. If the Cowboys defense does not show up for this game, if they're not able to get a, you almost need like a Georgia-esque performance from the Cowboys front pass rush. You need them to be in Jimmy Garoppolo's face every single game. Remember, he's still dealing, dealing with the thumb injury. That is the recipe here. I don't think that Dallas needs to score a zillion points. That's why I put more emphasis on the pass rush than I do the quarterback. Because I think if Dallas can get three touchdowns, four touchdowns, kick a couple field goals, you know, run the ball in the way in which they want to, I think it sets up nicely for them. Where it gets scary is if Dallas gets behind in this game because then you're going to have to see them play catch-up. There hasn't been a lot of, you know, continuity between Dak Prescott and the offense as of late. And no, I'm putting zero stock into that game against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Maybe it was good for them to get their foot, their feet back. They were playing a Philly's scout team. It's not like they were playing the, the playoff Philadelphia Eagles who were playing Tampa Bay this week. So it's an interesting matchup for the Dallas Cowboys. And honestly, I'm not playing the spread pregame because I don't think I don't like the three for San Francisco and I don't like laying three for Dallas. Maybe San Francisco wins the game outright. I know that's where a lot of people's heads are at right now. But for me, I'm curious to see if Dallas gets down early. You can probably get a pretty good plus number on Dallas on the money line. Now, I'm not saying when they're down 14 nothing to run in there and bet them. But if they get down, I don't know maybe 7-3, middle of the second quarter, because I also think this can be a slower-paced game, which is why I lean towards the under. I think there could be some good opportunities to live bet the Dallas Cowboys, but there is no question the weight of the world is on Dallas's shoulders. Mike McCarthy's feeling it. Dak Prescott's feeling it. It's time for them to put up or shut up. And I, I, I just have a feeling that Dallas just might be able to play their best football when their backs are against the wall, knowing that it's a win-or-go-home scenario. Part of me is wondering, is, is this what it's going to take for this team to wake up? Knowing that Dan Quinn is probably going to get poached and be a head coach next year, knowing they've got this defense that has been playing ferocious, Micah Parsons is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I just wonder. On the, same, on the flip side, though, I do think there's a distinct coaching advantage. I think Kyle Shanahan is a far superior coach to, uh, what is his face, Mike McCarthy? I couldn't even remember there for a second. But I do wonder... At the same time, does, does Kyle Shanahan maybe try to get a little too cute? Sometimes we've seen that from Kyle Shanahan where he really thinks he's the smartest man in the room. Maybe he takes it a step too far. It, to me, this is the most competitive game on the slate. Two, the only two teams in the entire playoff pool that did not play each other in the regular season. 
This is going to be a banger. I'm leaning towards the Cowboys. I want to bet them live, not at minus three, and I lean towards the under of 51 as well. Just to rehash it, under. Eight and three in the Cowboys' last 11 games. I don't think their offense is going to explode. And uh, the big one, Dak Prescott, goose egg. 0 for 3 against the spread in his three playoff games as Dallas Cowboys head I almost said head coach, quarterback, excuse me. So uh, that's what I've got on that one. Steelers, Kansas City, not the most thoughts on this one. I, I, it's Kansas City's game to lose, and if there's ever a team that I like to play as a dog of more than double digits, it's going to be San, or it's gonna be uh, Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin. And looking at the numbers here, oh my goodness, 97% of the dollars coming in on Kansas City, only 3% on Pittsburgh. But the ticket's a much different story, 57% on Kansas City compared to 43% for Pittsburgh. So uh, clearly not many people backing Pittsburgh to win the game. But, uh, you know, a good chunk of people backing Pittsburgh to cover the spread, although the public is still leaning towards Kansas City here. So um, it's just too many points for me to play on a playoff game with Kansas City. I would consider taking the points or passing the game entirely, which brings us to the Monday night mayhem between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. This is going to be an exciting, exciting game. And to me, again, coming down to the quarterback, it's all going to be on Matthew Stafford. To me, there's no question the Rams are the healthier, more talented team right now. I know their defense is a little banged up, but you still got Von Miller. You still got Aaron, Aaron Donald. I almost call him Aaron Gordon. I got all these different names in my head today. I don't know what I'm doing. Aaron Gordon, Mike, I can't remember. And uh, away we go. But this is going to be exciting because this is why the Rams brought Stafford in. But if you want to hear an alarming stat with Matthew Stafford, he's 32-53-2 against the spread in his career against teams with winning records. Let me repeat that. 32-53-2 against the spread versus teams with winning records. Look. I bet, uh, I, I bet the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the year. They were my Super Bowl pick before the year. I have to pump the brakes on that a little bit because I expected the Rams with Jared Goff, who were maybe here, to go here with Matthew Stafford. And, and Stafford just has not been that good down the stretch. He's thrown 17 interceptions this season, Stafford has. 13 of them have come in the second half of the year. 13 of the 17. More than half. Well more than half. He's not been playing well. They escaped that game against the Vikings. They beat up on the Browns earlier in the year. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not sold on some of the quality of this team. And I honestly think it's a little bit of a gut punch. Takes the wind out of their sails, losing to the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the manner in which they did last week. So uh, looking at the money here, 58% of the dollars on Arizona, 42% on the Rams. So upset alert here from the public. And 53% of these uh, tickets are on Arizona, 47% on the Rams. So that's interesting. But McVay... Unlike against San Francisco, who he hasn't really been able to beat, McVay is 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread versus Arizona. And I put some stock into that just knowing that they're division opponents. They're going to play each other twice a year. Uh, we've actually seen quite a bit of line movement on this one. Opened up Rams minus 4.5. Let me see if I can get the updated line. Down to Rams minus 4, minus 3.5 on some shops as well. So quite a bit of movement there. Uh, but to me, look, I like Kyler Murray. I like what the Cardinals have been able to do. But not having DeAndre Hopkins out there is a big bummer for me. And it, it just makes betting on Arizona a little bit more difficult because DeAndre Hopkins is what takes that offense from good to great, right? And he's not going to play in this game. Arizona 3-8 and eight against the spread versus teams with winning records under Coach Cliff Kingsbury, although Kingsbury is 8-7-2 and two as a dog in his career. 18-7-2, excuse me, uh, against the spread as a dog in his career. So I, I'm a little split here. Division opponents, division rivals, I think it should be a good one. And look, these are two teams that are kind of, mm, right? The Ram, or the Cardinals beat up on the Cowboys in Week 17, but then lose a stinker of a game that could have won in the division and made them the home team in this game to the Seattle Seahawks. Two teams trending in the wrong direction. I expect 
I think the Rams can overcome Matthew Stafford's shortcomings more than the Cardinals can overcome some of their injuries. So I'm not thrilled with the number. I don't want to lay four points. Of course, I'd like to get this under a field goal. But in regards to who do I like to win the game, I'm leaning towards the Los Angeles Rams here. Again, McVay, 8-1-1 one, one against the spread versus Arizona in his career. And uh, the road team, this actually favors the Cardinals, 5-1-1 one, one against the spread. Their last seven head-to-head -head meetings. And, you know, another thing that favors the Cardinals here, Rams, 1-5 and five against the spread this season versus teams with winning records. So, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of that, though. I feel like, you know, the Cowboys are a team like that that hasn't played well against teams with winning records. Obviously, the Rams have been on kind of a downward spiral against those teams as well. But I, I just it's hard for me to trust, trust Cliff Kingsbury. I know they're getting J.J. Watt back. But to me, not having DeAndre Hopkins is going to make a, a world of a difference for this Cardinals team, who I honestly kind of felt like they were on a magic carpet ride for a majority of the season anyway. So uh, that's where I stand on that game. So just to rehash it all, the Raiders, I think I liked, I'm leading towards the 5.5 for the Raiders against the Bengals. Kind of want to take the points with the Patriots over the Bills plus the 4. I like the Cowboys. Min well, I don't like the Cowboys minus 3. I like the Cowboys to win the game over the 49ers. Uh, like to tease Tampa Bay down from 8.5 to 2.5. That's my lone kind of thought on that one. Big boy spread. Kansas City laying 12 and a half against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgher pass for me. And then I just gave you my thoughts on Rams and the Cardinals. So action-packed wild-card weekend in the NFL. Looking forward to getting my bets in on Superbook Sports. But again, the big trends here. Underdogs, 15-3 and three against the spread in wild-card weekend since 2017. Road dogs, 14-2 and two in the last 16 games that fit that criteria as well. So do with that as you want. And uh, away we go. But again, guys, if you're looking for a place to watch these games in person, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. And away we go. You can watch the games up at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. And be sure to get in on that deposit match. You're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. But that's going to do it for me. Thank you to producer Danny behind the glass. And uh, away we go. Happy betting, folks. Get your bets in with Superbook Sports. And we'll see you next week on the Football Friday Show right here on Mile High Sports.